Morning, everyone. Welcome to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm really glad to have you tuning in this morning. I'm Gary Demas, president of Day Fox Design Build Remodelers here in the Columbus, Ohio area. In case you're listening by podcast somewhere on the other side of the world. Right, Jamie? That's right. Or a different planet, maybe? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Since we now know that, I guess, aliens have been showing up around here. Oh, black bears, too. Black bears? Mm-hmm. All sorts of fun stuff Alien out there. <laughs> black bears or just domestic black bears? I don't know the answer to oh, that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we do know about remodeling, don't we? We do. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to share our knowledge with everybody listening. And we invite you to uh, email us. Maybe you got a topic that you would like us to cover or a question about something that we've covered in the past. You can send your email to info at dayfox.com. And we love to hear from all of our listeners. And also, Jamie, everybody's invited to go visit our website, DaveFox.com or DaveFoxRadio.com, where you can find all of our previously broadcast shows listed by subjects. Is there a search function? Oh, we don't have a search function there, do we? No, we don't have a search function on there. What would it it take just kind of goes sequential. What would it take to do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Some programming? Oh, some, okay. well, some code writing? <laughs> can't you do that? Uh, Maybe ChatGPT could do yeah, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. But if you also follow us on Instagram at Dave Fox Design Build um, and on Facebook, we do always post kind of what the upcoming week's episode is going to be on. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to know what's coming and make sure you can tune in yeah. to the topics that you're interested in if you can't make them all um, or know to go back and find that one. So, okay. There you go. That works. All right. So let's get into our topic for today, which okay. you get the job of introducing. All right. So today we're going to be talking about roofing, mm-hmm. just kind of generally roofing structures, different types of roofing, maybe what we look at when we go out to a job site, if someone's interested in a room addition, um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Roofing. I remember many years ago when I first started in business, one of the, uh, the salespeople at a siding and roofing place was telling me, Gary, you know, people always need a roof. So it's kind of recession proof. If the roof is leaking, they have to get it fixed. So, <laughs> That's true. But you know what? I found out that it is really, really hard work. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I did my share of roofing and carrying bundles of shingles up on the roof. Hard on your knees in the summertime. Oh, my gosh, with the sun Hot. beating down. Yes. You got to be imagine. careful being on the shingles because... If it gets really hot, I mean, you could just smear all the stone right off the face of a shingle. Oh, my gosh. With your foot. I know. Whenever I see those roofers out there just going away, boom, 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 boom. Yep, yep. <laughs> it is, I feel for them. <laughs> yep. It's hard work. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Actually, kind of a quick, funny story. We, um, our neighbors across the street at our old house, they, you know, the wife was, out maybe at work or something and the husband was home and was sick and so didn't think anything of it just kept hearing this noise on the roof and she came home later and it's like oh my gosh didn't you stop them they're putting a whole new roof on our house we didn't order this oh gosh and he's like i didn't know what that noise was i just was didn't get out of bed and uh yeah they did the wrong house wow so they got a whole new free roof (laughs) i've heard those horror stories yeah yeah. Hey, there's worse things, right? Yeah, there are. <laughs> we're not going to get into those. So. No, we're not going to get into those things. But yeah, they got a whole new roof mm-hmm. by mistake. Luckily, the color was, you know, 
okay with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, for free, I mean, you know, yeah, right. probably weighed into the equation some. Yeah. But okay. anyway, so roofing, I guess I've always thought of a roof and a basement as kind of the two more expensive parts of a home, right? When you're why, building a home. Why do you think that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure where that's that the top and the bottom. Yeah, the top and the bottom. So everything I think in between is the cheap part. I guess I think of like ranches yeah. as being so much more expensive to build because they take like the basement so much bigger and there's so much more roof for the square okay. footage of the house. So what we would say is a ranch. Yeah, you put a lot more money into a roof in a basement area, depending on how many square feet that you're building. Yeah, where a, a two-story home. You still only you have one roof over twice the square footage. Right. So you're only paying half basically per square foot. Same right. way with the basement. Yeah. So I guess that's why I think yeah. of it that okay. way. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Being expensive parts of the home. Mm -hmm. So that's of. what makes a two-story home more affordable per square foot than a ranch. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Makes um, sense to me. At least when it comes to building it, resale. I don't know that that's the case, but yeah. But definitely. Um, Something to consider, I guess. Mm -hmm. But so when you when I think of a roof, most of the roofs in our area especially are look basically the same. Yeah. You know, especially in northern Columbus area, around 270. Um, only places really that they're different are where there's the older homes in like the German Village area, Upper Arlington, um, Old Worthington. Mm -hmm. There you'll see some unique roofs um, and different types yes yeah, types of shingles yeah. yeah types of shingles so i've seen we've i've seen slate roofs i've seen what are the when i see like a flat roof a metal roof i guess with oh, the little roofs? ridges yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of those um what's the difference between the like a old roofing shingle that would be in a german village home versus a more modern one on the 270 outside 270 well the most traditional and common type of roofing shingle here in our area would be a fiberglass shingle. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, <clears throat> kind of a composite fiberglass. They may still have some asphalt in them. Years ago, it used to be just asphalt shingles. Okay. Uh, when I first started in business and the fiberglass shingles hadn't come out yet. <clears throat> so the asphalt ones, when they get hot, get like butter basically. Oh. And you just can't even walk on a roof of any pitch, uh, when they're really hot because it would just, they get so soft, it would just smear the face right off of the shingle. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I remember, gosh, uh, when I was a kid doing roofing, uh, during hot summers, we would actually set up lights at night and work at night on homes mm. where we were able to. Yeah. Because of the heat. We didn't do that very often. That was not fun. You did that as a kid? When I was first in business. Okay. I was a kid then. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. That's a different kind of kid, though, mm -hmm. than the kid yeah. I had. And I pictured the 10-year-old up there doing roofing at night. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had my concerns. <laughs> no, I could have been helping my dad a couple times when yeah. I was that age. But There you go. So, uh, yeah, the common shingles today, and a lot of them are 30, 35-year, 40-year shingles, dimensional fiberglass shingles. So dimensional being there's just kind of some overlapping to make them mimic a wood shingle a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they add some character to the home. So is those, there any technical benefit to doing that way or is it strictly aesthetic? Well, it's, I think it originated out of aesthetics, but you do get more buildup of layers and the thicker shingle. So that yeah. the, 
uh, warranty period did extend. And some of the better shingles are just thicker and have good coatings on them. And some of them will last 35 or 40 years, which is a pretty long time. Yeah. The old asphalt shingles would be maybe 15 to 18 years. Yeah. I know we had some crazy wind um, this last, I don't know, winter, fall last Mm -hmm. year. And a lot of the roofs in our neighborhood got replaced through insurance just from them lifting up and things. Yeah. Yeah, there's little, uh, on a roofing shingle, if you just looked at a whole shingle, you'd see these little black stripes that are just above the exposed area. So they're like little kind of tar spots that get hot and kind of glue the shingle tabs down. Okay. So uh, some hold better than others, but... A really good shingle, those tabs will glue, you know, that heat that tar up and really glue those shingles down so the high winds won't lift them up. But uh, if they get older and that tab starts breaking loose or that glue glue joint, Mm -hmm. tar glue, then those shingles can lift during a a windstorm. Yeah. And the older they get, the more brittle they would get. So they would tend to... uh, break a little bit and then you call your insurance company and get a new roof yeah <laughs> okay go. yeah the whole insurance company and roof replacement is gosh that's a story in itself yeah sometimes that's kind of hard to figure out okay yes. we're going to take a quick break today on the dave fox show remodeling show we're talking roofs that's over your head if you're inside of a building <laughs> hopefully and the information's not over your head no it won't be we break <laughs> it down so that even i can understand it <laughs> okay yeah. Now I remember one project we did a really large addition on um, in Old Worthington. Mm-hmm. We bumped the whole back of the house and it had, I'm trying to remember if they were slate or if they were just, I think they were slate mm-hmm. tile roofs and they were um, hexagon shaped. Oh, well, it could be the old Johns Mansville uh, roofing. Which was a hexagon, kind of a, uh, what was it, like a diamond shape or hexagon? Hex. Okay. I think. Yeah, they were hexagon shape. And then we had to, we entered this project for a Cody uh, Contractor of the Year Award, yeah. so I remember writing about it. And we found the matching slate, Yeah. but they were not the right shape, so they each had to be okay. cut down to be the right shape. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So slate roofs were popular, oh, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Yeah. And it was, I guess, readily, more readily available, probably mm-hmm. a lot less expensive than you would pay today. But a good slate roof installed well can, ask, can last 70 years. Yeah. So that's a long life period for a roof. It sure is. Yeah. <clears throat> but I thought it was so unique and so cool mm-hmm. that we were able to continue that kind of historic look on the home and you can't even tell that there was an addition yeah because the roof matches yeah so every now and then you'll find a really nice well-built new home with a slate roof yeah but very rare yeah it's very expensive but they last a long time i remember years ago when i was doing a lot of roofing and tearing off slate roofs Mm -hmm. and they were usually on old farmhouses that had real steep pitches on the roof or just you know any big house with a steep pitch so Slate is something that you can fall off really easily because yeah, there's no traction. <laughs> yeah. So we would be hanging from ropes, uh, and uh, we were definitely kids then. <laughs> Gosh. But you, all you have to do is take the edge of your hammer and just 
pull the shingle up and it slide right down. Wow. Because it just pops right out. That's crazy. So in that manner, they were very easy roofs to tear off. Yeah. Where old <laughs> asphalt roofs, oh my gosh, it's like pulling teeth. Take a lot of work. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if, if you could pick any roof, you know, without a budget, Mm-hmm. Which what type of roof would you well, pick? Okay, so the, of the options, there's slate, there's wood shingles. Mm-hmm. That's also an expensive roof and a long-lasting roof. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the dimensional uh, fiberglass shingles that we talked about. Mm-hmm. There's the metal roofing. What else is there? There's the um, solar roof shingles. Yeah. Yeah. They're very expensive, <clears throat> but I don't know if that technology is totally perfected yet. Yeah. I don't think I would do that. Yeah. I would probably, if, if money was no object, I'd probably put a slate roof on. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they can be beautiful. You can yeah. have like a they are beautiful. multicolor slate roofs, I mm-hmm. think are gorgeous. Yeah. And it adds a lot of texture. I always like a, like an old, I guess, I don't know what type of wood it would be. Cedar? Cedar roof? shingles, yeah. I think of the, like houses in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a very attractive look. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. So much character. Yeah, you don't see that all, done often. The cedar shake shingles. Yeah, uh, they do perform well over time, but I don't. There's not a lot of craftsmen around that I think that can still yeah. install those well. Even the um, I remember when we lived in Upper Arlington, I would see even the fiberglass shingles mm-hmm. in a hex shape or in a yeah. different yeah. shape, mm-hmm. and those are beautiful. Yeah. They really do add a lot. Um, a lot of character. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they lie on like the cost spectrum <laughs> compared to the wood and slate, but I would imagine that they're less. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but hey, I think that's a cool look. So fiberglass shingle is going to be your most economical. And yeah. It's not that you have to go cheap. You know, you can buy some really nice ones that, like I said, last 35, 40 years. Yeah. That's a pretty good lifespan on a roof. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about kind of some common roof designs. And things like that, the framing, roof framing. Yeah. Well, the roof. Well, I guess how. Yeah. Let's talk about the structure of the roof first. Mm-hmm. So, what's kind of the what are the components of a roof besides the shingle? Wood. Yeah. Does that help you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's like a conventionally framed or stick framed roof mm-hmm. where you're actually cutting each rafter and installing them, or there's a truss roof system. So engineered trusses, which are all pre-manufactured and they get delivered to the job site on a big truck. Yeah. A lot of times you take a rented crane and set those. Okay. So the advantage of a truss roof is number one, it's all pre-made and they go up really quick. Yeah. And uh, it's all pre-engineered. I mean, you can do pretty elaborate things with trusses with a lot of different roof types, hip roofs, gable roofs. Gambrel roofs. <clears throat> so a, a truss, one advantage is it spans clear across. It doesn't need any intermer- in, intermediate posts. Okay. Unless uh, it's specially engineered to, to require those, like okay. on a super long span or, or very heavy load. Mm-hmm. But your trusses are going to pretty much take away all of the interior load-bearing issues because okay. they are totally self-supporting. So that's definitely an advantage. If mm-hmm. you're stick framing a home, then you've got to depend on walls on the inside to help bridge the gap. And hmm. uh, 
How would you know which way your home was built? Uh, but stick your head up in the attic. It's really easy to tell. Yeah. So truss is going to have all the angled webbing, you know, two before webbing in there. Mm-hmm. A stick built attic is going to be much more free, uh, free and clear space. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, because you were making me think, I wonder if ours was stick frame built just because we do have columns on the first floor of our home, mm-hmm. um, like structural columns, which I feel like in our home's only about 11, 12 years old. Typically, they avoid them now by doing the giant trusses. Uh, yeah. It seems, Do you think they're structural or decorative? They're definitely structural. Okay. And you have a two-story home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so these are columns are on the first floor. Uh-huh. So they are supporting your second floor system. Yeah. yeah so I don't want to take those away. No, probably not. <laughs> so even with yeah, the trusses, so, yeah, so I would the, still do that there. Yeah. What you're just supporting is the second floor system. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because of that, you don't have any roof load on that second floor system because of your trusses, so your columns wouldn't have to be as heavy or beefy as they would be if they were supporting the roof load too. So when you think about roof load and how much weight it carries, you know, what part of the country you're in has a big, uh, affects that greatly. Like yeah. in Florida, where they don't have snow piling on roofs, mm-hmm. the structures don't have to be as strong. But around well, here... there they have a lot of clay roofs. They have tile roofs, yeah. Tile, yeah. Uh-huh. Is it clay tile? Yeah. 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 Which we can't have that here, I would imagine. Would that be able to handle uh, snow? Yeah, maybe that's... Well, I'm sure there's a way to do it, to handle snow, but depending on what you... You'd probably have to put a roof under the system. Yeah. Because of all the ice buildup and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But uh, yeah, in Florida, you have a lot of those tile roofs. Yeah. <clears throat> Is there any different support needed for the different roof types because i would imagine well like so slate, a tile roof is yeah, going to be a heavy, heavy. Roof. yeah mm-hmm. so that really yeah your roof structure has got to be able to support that okay so engineering is what handles all that like load dead load per square foot or live load per square foot okay um, and when your home is engineered all the roof engineering is done and uh, it handles whatever type of roof you're putting on and your snow load, potential snow load, mm-hmm. which can be extremely heavy, especially yeah. the further north you go, like Cleveland, where you get a ton of snow. Yeah. Well, those roofs have to carry a lot of weight, especially sure a low-pitched roof mm-hmm. where the snow is not just sliding right off. can carry a tremendous amount of weight. So that all goes into building your system, uh, what structural members you have, how much they can carry the load carrying capability. So that's the interesting thing about roofs, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Day Fox Show Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Really glad you're tuning in. And Jamie's here with me. So, Jamie, today we're talking about roofs, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We are. We are, we are. And, you know, we were just talking about kind of the building of a roof. But what about... You know, we had talked recently about attics and converting attics yeah. to usable space mm-hmm. and adding dormers and things yeah. like that. So when we add a dormer, let's say, to an existing roof, an existing attic space, mm-hmm. are you having to reshingle that whole roof area or can you no, just kind of pop a little hole in? <laughs> yeah, with the fiberglass shingles, it's really easy to cut into those. Okay. So if we're adding a, a roof or a dormer, so we're cutting that in, basically. Okay. We're cutting... Okay, here's another thing. The difference between rafters or a stick-built roof and trusses. 
So if you have trusses, they're all pre-engineered and you don't cut a truss because mm. then you ruin, you just do away Mess with all, all the up. strength. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the strength of the triangles that put that together. So <clears throat> it's not to say you can't cut a truss, but when you do, it's, it requires engineering because yeah. you've just ruined the integra- structural integrity of the, struss, of the truss when you cut it. So if we're cutting a dormer, Usually we're cutting dormers into stick-framed homes because the attic space is more wide open. Um, trusses are have the webbing in them, and it just eats up all your floor space yeah. primarily. So it's typically a stick-framed home Okay, is what we're cutting a dormer into. Not that it can't be done in a truss roof. It's just more complicated. Sure. <clears throat> so you got to look at the pros and cons, how much floor space are you really capturing mm-hmm. by your dormer i mean if it's making a huge difference in your usable floor space it'd probably be worth it yeah but anyhow we're let's just say we're cutting a dormer just typical dormer into maybe a couple dormers into the front of a home so um if they're going to have if there's living space in there and you're going to have windows in there then you, of course you're cutting all the roofing out where the dormer goes. Yeah. All the framing and you're reframing it inside to take care of your structural loads. And then your roof system is probably a gable dormer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tying back into the existing roof. So where you tie back into that roof when two when two um, different roofing planes meet, they form a little angled downward slope and that's called a valley mm-hmm. so there's valley flashings that go in there so it's okay. metal that tucks up or it could be uh, fiberglass but it's typically metal that tucks up underneath the roof shingles okay so when we're cutting into an existing roof you want to do this on a cooler day if it's hot you know how i was saying the tar holds all the shingles together yeah well in this case you really need them to separate a little bit so if it's a lot cooler, that's a lot easier because you can take like a little putty knife or something and kind of break those seals loose. They'll okay. Re, they'll re, uh, what am I going to say? Re-adhere. Re-adhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good word. When it gets hot again. Okay. <clears throat> but you got to break them loose so you can fold them up. You would cut them and kind of lift them up a little bit and slide that metal up underneath them. Yeah. And then... Uh, you'll need to reinstall them down over the metal. So they got to be pulled up and nailed individually as you go. Okay. So that's pretty easy to do. Uh, if it's a really old roof, then you're just going to want to re-roof that whole area, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So when we're tying in additions to a mm-hmm. home, what are some of the things that really factor into preventing leaks? Because I, I've always imagined that room additions, especially if they're not done properly, is probably mm-hmm. a really common spot for leaks because it wasn't the original part of the home. If it's not done well. Yeah. So flashing is the key. Flashing. <clears throat> you can't take any shortcuts with flashing. Okay. So uh, to have an area well flashed, let's say you have a shed roof that's going up against an existing uh, existing siding. And what, how, what's a shed roof? Okay, so it's just one slope. It's, okay. a, a gable is going to have just two slopes up. with a gable end mm-hmm. so a shed roof would be yeah, just a barn roof you know just flat roof going up against okay. the house so there you're intersecting a lot horizontally you're intersecting the siding whatever it is yeah if it's vinyl siding it's relatively easy you're just going to zip off some panels mm-hmm. 
remove them, that exposes your wall sheathing, and you'd put your regular flashing in there just as if you were building new. Mm-hmm. And put the flashing in, reinstall the siding, and you're good to go. <clears throat> if it's brick, then you're going to be cutting flashing in with a masonry saw because you're going to cut the flashing into a mortar joint so that you're kind of recreating the environment of, of when you were building, if you were building it from scratch. Okay. New. So you cut into that mortar joint, you slide the flashing into the mortar joint, it comes down across the brick and then out over the shingles. Okay. So you're going to want that up probably four or five inches above the shingles. So okay. it would go up your wall four or five inches, you find a mortar joint, tuck it back into the mortar joint, and then you would re-mortar that. Okay. So, yeah, it's just a little more work, but you're going to want to basically flash it as if it was new. So you remove whatever is in the way Mm -hmm. so that you can do the flashing right, and then you put it back, and then you're in good shape. Yeah. You know what? Probably not a very good amateur project. (laughs) I should not say this over the radio, but when I first started in this business, I was working with a guy. But here we go. (laughs) And Yeah. (laughs) This is how not to do flashing. Okay. Okay. So he would have us, we'd run shingles up against the siding mm-hmm. and we would take a big bucket of tar as, uh, and thick gooey stuff and we'd take a piece of lath and then we'd smear that tar against the shingles and the siding. I mean, that is like, don't ever, ever Those do homes that. are probably leaking. <laughs> I would, then I was truly a kid. I didn't know that any better. And yeah. <laughs> I can think back of doing that as a kid and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that. I can't yeah. believe homeowners let us do that. Well, they didn't know. They didn't. There was no Neither Dave Fox I. home you I know, know radio either. show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think that is you know one of the scarier things about being a homeowner that doesn't know, mm-hmm. you know, is you don't know if it's right or if it's wrong, yeah. you know, and you trust the person that you're hiring to know if yeah. it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times that is, that kind of can come back to bite you. Um, if you don't vet who you're hiring, mm-hmm. but anywho, um, okay. So some other kind of roof factors, if let's say actually a friend of mine, when they were on their honeymoon in Italy, a giant, giant tree fell on the roof. Oh, <laughs> that was a fun one. That's not good. No, it's not good. So, I mean, if you're talking about a trust system or things like that, how mm-hmm. do you even go about repairing that? You know, if it hit one of the trusses or things like that, can you just kind of fix that? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've we don't do insurance work, right? But years ago, I mean, we've done a few of those. So, a big tree hitting a house can cause a lot of damage. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons we don't do it is because you you can't wait three months or four months to right. get that done. So we you have to get out there. You need that immediately. Right away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it could, everything can always be redone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if it's a truss system or a conventionally framed, it's probably going to damage some of your framing. It's going to damage some of your roofing. Uh, hopefully it doesn't, you know, do more than that, like into your ceiling and stuff. That would mm-hmm. really be nasty, but it yeah. could happen. But, yeah, it's, um, it's just a matter of dismantling and reassembling and... There's always a way. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when we are going to a client's home, and we can talk about this more after the break, you can think about it. 
and they want to add on to their home. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that we look for or take into consideration for that addition and tying in the roof Mm -hmm. and kind of all those pieces and components of where the addition can start and stop and the roof and tying it in and the type of roof that we would design for it and all that. Yeah. Well, you're right. That is a subject I'll need to think about. (laughs) That's, That's actually the probably the most difficult part of designing good addition is the roof system. Okay, we'll be right back. Today on the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, we're talking about roofs. We've talked, Jamie, about shingles, the different types of shingles. Uh, we didn't say rolled roofing. I guess that's one we missed, but that's going to be an asphalt type uh, or uh, fiberglass type system, just like fiberglass shingles. Yeah. Um, but we talked about all the different types of shingles, and we talked about some roof framing. And now we're going to talk about how we would design a roof for a room addition, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we get a lot of calls for room additions. Mm -hmm. We do quite a bit of them. Um, And when our design consultants go out for that initial kind of consultation, someone wants to add a sunroom onto their home, what are kind of some of their key components that they're going to take pictures of and take note of Mm -hmm. um, when when going to design something like that. Okay. So here's some of the different scenarios you might run into. <clears throat> you may have a, a two-story home mm-hmm. and you're going to add a one-story addition. Yes. So most of the time that addition is going to be on the back, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be a family room, sunroom, screen porch, who knows what. Yeah. So you need to find, and your, your two-story house may already have a one-story addition out the back. Mm-hmm. There might already be something there. There may not be. But um, there's so many different scenarios you can run into. A, a very common one is you've got this two-story wall on the back of your house, long, straight run. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to extend the kitchen or extend the family room or add a bedroom and bath off the back, whatever. <clears throat> so if you're going to go... If that addition is going to be fairly wide across the back of the house, then typically you're going to put a shed a shed roof on then. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the shed roof will be just sloping up towards the back of the house. Mm-hmm. And that's where we were talking about flashing. You know, we're going to remove siding or cut into brick, whatever, so that we can flash the roof correctly. Yeah. But one of the most common things we run into there is the windows on the second floor. Right. So... We could shorten them up, but if it's a bedroom, then we may be destroying an egress window, which we can't do. Right. So <clears throat> egress windows uh, can present a challenge. And in some of the worst case scenarios, uh, we've had to actually create a separate window well in the shed roof we're making. So it's just like a section cut out with a, like a real low pitch roof just allowing us to save the size of that window. So it doesn't look the greatest. If it's on the back of your home and uh, it's not real visible, then it's it's definitely functional and it mm-hmm. works and it lets you add space where otherwise you'd have a real challenge doing it. I know. I've, I've kind of thought of that myself because like I've mentioned on the show before, we would love to add a sunroom someday. Um, and unfortunately where we want to add it in the dead center is my daughter's bedroom window. Mm-hmm. And I've always wondered kind of how we would do that, mm-hmm. you know, cause ideally I would like a gable roof yeah, 
And I'm sure that window would be in the way. Yeah. So I thought, could you, if you got rid of that window and maybe added two instead on either side of the gable? Or is that not enough potentially space? Two. Like two windows instead of the one in the middle? Um, <clears throat> well, the whole key with Negress window is getting the right amount of square f inches so yeah. someone can get out get of the out. window. Get yeah. out, sure. So it can't be a very high. Okay. So a child would be able to climb out. Yeah. And it's got to be wide enough and tall enough for a person to get out. I don't know the exact dimensions yeah. offhand, but. Uh, yeah. So it, that is a tough part, especially, and we have a stucco home. So that was my other question is how do you tie in additions to a home that's stucco? Because mm -hmm. you can't really take away a little bit of it. Yeah. You do it with great difficulty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair. So. Yeah, trying to tie into stucco home. Well, if you're if you have two walls that are perpendicular to your existing ones, that's easy mm -hmm. because you have two completely different planes, and the color match is going to be easier. It's never going to be perfect, but if it's two separate planes on a wall, yeah, it's really hard to perceive any difference. Yeah, but if you tie the problem with stucco is tying in flat to it. So, right. Um, that's a challenge. Yeah. So we would always tell a homeowner that you can patch it or patch it in and know that the patch is there. It's not going to be invisible. Or you can just have that whole section done. Yeah. Which we do often. So, but to do an addition onto a stucco home, are you going to have to remove some of the stucco and you, do a patch? Or are you able to get the... Yeah, you can cut it. You can so cut it. you you can cut a window in. You could cut a wall in with no problem at all. Okay. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily need to restucco the back of your house. No. Or, yeah. Nope. That's good. Nope. Okay. Yeah. And then I've seen a lot of times too. You know, we'll do an addition, and the addition part is a different different type of siding. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I believe in German village, it has to be different, right? Uh, in many cases, yeah. Yeah. They want the, the addition to look like an addition. Right, which is <laughs> which kind of is funny. Which is usually what we try not to uh, Right, that. I know. Um, but yeah, so again, engineering, we always get involved for those room additions and things and figuring out the roofing structure um, to make sure that the drain it is is an engineer in charge of the drainage and everything for a roof structure as well or not typically usually a structural engineer is going to be looking at that but okay yeah so draining is important too on a roof because you can't have water running down into a a second floor wall right because no matter how you flash that it's going to leak sooner or later <laughs> yeah right you have to have positive drainage away from all your walls in a roof system yeah. That makes sense. Yep. So roofs can be complicated. If you have a hip roof system or a gable roof system, uh, you know, we're going to want to mimic that on our addition and mm -hmm. complement whatever's there now. Right. So all of that comes into play. If you really wanted gables and your addition's real wide, that means that ridge line is going to go higher and higher the wider the addition goes. Sure. So maybe, I mean, we have built additions in some cases where that ridge line on the addition went higher than the original home. Oh, wow. So there we have to tie it in, uh, you know, cleverly <laughs> to the existing structure so that it looks well done, looks yeah. well done. Yeah, it looks like it was always there, yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So windows are one thing that 
a design consultant would look at if someone yeah. was looking to do an addition. Siding type would be another. What about like gutters and downspouts and sump pumps and all of the location of that stuff? And yeah, <clears throat> okay. Well, back before the gutters and downspouts, the pitch of the roof also comes into play. Okay. So how steep is the existing, existing. Mm -hmm. roof? Because again, we're going to want to match that. Okay. If at all possible. Yeah. Sometimes on the back of a home under certain circumstances, you can get away with a lower pitch if you have to. But <clears throat> typically we're going to want to match pitches. So if you have real steep roof pitch on the existing home, then that's going to complicate things with your addition. Because okay. the higher the pitch, the more of the existing home that's going to intersect across that back wall. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So then uh, drainage is another issue. It's usually not that hard to take care of that. Some cases, um, some of the upper Arlington homes and some other areas where the whole backyard is draining towards the house, that is a problem. Uh -huh. <laughs> <clears throat> and we've got to be able to uh, do some excavating and, and drainage that'll handle all that water so it doesn't come up against the house. Okay. So... Being able to, uh, yeah, effectively reroute all that water, rainwater mm -hmm. and, and grade water around the house, outside the house to the appropriate storm drains is really crucial and critical because yeah. otherwise you're going to have water in your crawl space or your basement. All that hydraulic pressure building up against the house is a bad thing. Yeah. We <laughs> want to avoid that. Okay. Well, we're running out of time here, Jamie. So really... Uh, Appreciate everybody tuning in. Want to know that you can reach us by email, info at davefox.com. We invite you to visit our website, which is davefox.com. And we've got tons of previous radio shows at davefoxradio.com. We will be back next Sunday morning at 8.